Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Todd T. Riley, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. This episode of I Work For Him was previously recorded for the Christian Leadership Alliance's Outcomes Conference podcast, where leaders come to invest the best of what they know into other leaders. Remember, if you have influence over just one person, you are a leader. Together, let's listen to this podcast and learn more about leading God's way. Enjoy. We have an incredible conversation coming up today with Dr. Andy Westmoreland and Zandra Bishop with Faith Search Partners. You can find them online at faithsearchpartners.com. We'll be focused on how they lead and strive to create cultures of belonging, not only at Faith Search Partners, but in an organization that loves Jesus near you. Dr. Andy Westmoreland and Zandra Bishop, both senior VPs, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Jim and Martha. All right. Well, you're great. That's, uh, we're just grateful to have you guys here today. Before we get started talking about your leadership roles and how you influence leadership roles through Faith Search Partners, talk about how you keep your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered and your influence Christ-centered. Zandra, you go first. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's a journey. I will tell you, I've had different phases of what that looks like. But number one, I'll say my community. That's kind of what guides me on a regular basis. I believe having that accountability person, um, or whether it's my husband, or whether it's my mother or my community at church, just being able to say, hey, let me pray with you. Mm -hmm. Open up to me, you know, don't just isolate yourself. And then I would say the other thing is just my time with God every single morning, every single afternoon. Um, I truly believe in taking a pause throughout the day and being able to really reflect and really be able to kind of look up at myself and say, Hey, God, help me right now. So I, that's kind of what keeps me grounded. And then I'll say the last thing, but it's actually one of the most important things for me is praise and worship. I am a big person about singing and dancing and and I believe kind of letting the spirit shine. I'm not one of those Baptists, which I am Baptist, but I'm not one of those Baptists that shy away from dancing and just letting the spirit run through me. Mm. That's so good. So Andy, what about for you? What are some things that help you to keep your faith grounded and centered on Christ and all that you're doing in leadership? Sure. Well, Martha, first I want to say about uh, about Zandra that actually she is Dr. Zandra Bishop. And so uh, Jim and Martha, you really, awesome. you have a paradox uh, here uh, on your show uh, this uh, today. Uh, Martha, uh, I, 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 I appreciate the question and I'm glad to throw in a nice word about Zandra along oh, the way. Oh, good. Uh, and, uh, and, and so um, I, I would I would say many of the same things that Zandra said, except um, I guess I would talk a little bit more about uh, the having focused and uh, a disciplined approach to prayer uh, and and beginning every day that way. Uh, I do keep uh, a list uh, of every day of the month. I've got uh, a list of friends that I pray for uh, on on that day of the month. Uh, years ago, when I was in uh, university administration, I decided that I wanted to pray for all of our students. And I recognized that every student had a birthday. And so uh, it became part of my regular pattern to pray by name for our students on their birthday and then send them a little, a little letter uh, you know, later, later that day, hmm. uh, expressing hope for them and a bit of encouragement. But 
it's uh, it's that active and disciplined and focused prayer life that I think has probably had the most impact on me over the years. Wow. And the intentionality in taking that step, that wasn't easy, but I am guessing had huge impact on the students. I couldn't even imagine being told that, um, you know, someone in your position was praying for me in that time. So that's it was, huge. it was, it was easy. And, uh, and it had far more impact on me than it had on the students. Oh, kept, uh, don't That's the natural thing. gift of a prayer warrior right there. That's right. Uh, and it is true. When you pray for other people, your heart gets shaped. Uh, Zandra, my apologies. I didn't catch it. I just checked your bio. I missed the DM at the end. I apologize. Please forgive me. <laughs> when somebody works hard to get a doctorate, you deserve to at least be called doctor once in the show because that's hard work. I hope Very God never asked me to do that. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Yes, thank you, so, Andy. Sandra, I'd love to hear from you as a leader. What are you, um, you know, what are, what have been some keys to creating a culture of belonging that your team at Faith Search Partners experiences? Yeah, I would say number one is really having a purposeful shared vision. Um, one of the most amazing things that I love is that we are all trying to develop in, in regards to connecting and coaching individuals towards developing who God has them to be in his kingdom and then connecting them with faith-based organizations where they can thrive. Right. But the other thing I would say is just the, then like someone just being able to be authentic. I think that that's one of the most key things about creating a culture of belonging is knowing that we don't all have to be the same. God didn't create us all the same. Mm, amen. And really, how can we be able to take that and build off of each other to be as great as we can be and love each other through our differences, right? So I would say those are kind of the common things that I see that Face Search Partner does very well. And our leadership really strives to work intentionally to make sure we have a shared vision and that we move forward with authenticity. Authenticity. So, Andy, as a newly retired college president working with Faith Search Partners, I, I, I think we're, I, I really missed the opportunity. First of all, why did you choose Faith Search Partners to be, why do, why do you think God led you there? Because Faith Search Partners is really an expert in the field of finding phenomenal leaders that are Christ-centered and plugging them into leadership positions across the country in Christ-centered businesses and organizations and churches, you could have gone anywhere and been a president of a college again. Why Faith Search Partners? <laughs> okay, maybe not. For those only why, listening, he why was shaking Faith his Search head. Partners? <laughs> and I want to answer that question first, and I can follow up on that. Sure. Well, uh, fundamentally, it's the vision that uh, Ed Fry, the president founder, passed along to me, and. Uh, I, I look, I've been doing this, this work my entire professional career. And, uh, I, I recognized that all of these relationships that I have accumulated over the years, that it would not be good stewardship to, uh, just write those off and, and to, and to go on. And, uh, then when I began to realize that the people that we would be helping to recruit and place in these positions, would have impact for 10 and 20 and 30 and maybe in some cases 40 years, well, you just can't get anything more exciting than that. And all of this for kingdom glory. And so uh, I, was, I was drawn to that whole understanding of what it is and what it can be. So at Faith Search Partners, 
you two are part of a team that helps shape the cultures of hundreds of organizations across the country. I mean, it's one thing to have influence over your own company's organization and creating culture, a belonging Mm -hmm. culture, but you guys have influence over creating a culture of belonging at hundreds of organizations by the people that you place, that you filter, put through and filter and prep, and then eventually place at organizations. Andy, that's a big honor, also a big responsibility. How, how do you approach that? Well, uh, great question. And um, I, I, I like to ask, as we began the process with clients, uh, I like to ask the question, uh, so what is the culture of your organization? And listen carefully to all of that. Mm. But then I have the follow-up question is, and what could your culture be with the right kind of leadership? And to kind of raise the stakes, uh, we, we, often, we often think that however things are, that's just the way they're going to be. Well, that's not God's plan for us. Uh, That is so clearly indicated in Scripture and then through the life of Christ. We're called to something better than we can imagine. And so I think it's important for organizations to not just look at what their culture is, but how it can be significantly improved. Mm. But creating cultures of belonging is not an easy task, and there's challenges. And when we come back, we're going to ask Zandra Bishop. Dr. Zandra Bishop, we're going to ask her this question. What are the challenges of creating a workplace culture, especially as you're placing somebody in to create that culture? As we talk today with Dr. Zandra Bishop and Dr. Andy Westmoreland, and I'll never live that down, but stay tuned. Do you want to make an impact for the kingdom of God without quitting your day job? Then here's some great news. God is calling you into full-time ministry right where you are. The job that you hold, the work that you do, and the people you work with, None of that is by accident. Your workplace is your mission field. Change the way you think about faith and work by picking up a copy of our new book, I Work For Him, by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. And remember, you aren't just working for yourself. You're working for the Lord. Hey, welcome back. As we talk about creating a culture of belonging, our two guests today are from Faith Search Partners. Faith Search Partners online at faithsearchpartners.com. We've got Dr. Andy Westmoreland and Dr. Zandra Bishop with us. Zandra specializes in working with nonprofits, medium and large nonprofits, and placing great leaders in those nonprofits to lead cultures, not only great cultures, but cultures of belonging. And Dr. Andrew, Andrew Westmoreland, Dr. Andy Westmoreland, works with Christian colleges and universities to do the same thing. Zandra, Martha's got a question she wants to throw your way. I do. So, you know, we- this is such an amazing position that you guys are in where you are not only impacting your own work culture and being a part of that, but the culture of so many organizations that you get involved with, with placement and getting people in there. So what are some of the challenges with this theme of belonging? What are some of the challenges that there are in creating a workplace where people do belong? Yeah, I think number one from my experience, as well as just research, it really kind of dives back into the leader and the self-awareness, to be honest. That's one of the key things. Someone truly being able to take a step back and say, hey, what are my insights? What am I bringing to the table? What type of culture am I bringing to my group, right? Because many people feed off of that energy. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say is with that is the consistency of the investment in people. 
So, and I want to say in and with, because those are two different things, right? The big picture goes back to, we hear the words diversity, inclusion, belonging, you know, those are things people have so many different definitions for them as well. And we have the formal definition by Sherm. But the end result in regards to belonging, people still want to feel valued. They want to feel recognized. They want to feel appreciated. And in order to develop that culture of belonging, you really have to build constant, consistent, intentional building blocks of engagement. Now, what does that look like, right? That may look like different things with different organizations and the people, but ultimately it still goes down to just getting to know the people you're talking to, Mm -hmm. not based off of what job responsibilities they have. Of course, that's important for business outcomes. But really, what, what are you? Who are you? Who are you beyond that role that you're taking? And I think that, that those slow, what I say, touches kind of goes on to building that culture of belonging. It builds that community that we're trying to. And it also allows people to be seen. I think many times, no matter what culture that you're in, People want to be seen. They want to be heard no matter how much money you bring in or if you're new or if you're older generation or younger generation, if you're Hispanic or if you're Asian, they want to be seen. And I think that's kind of where leaders have to take that time and slow down a little bit more and really put that a part of their strategic plan to putting people first versus just looking at business outcomes and the revenue. But when you look at the cultural diversity between generations, I mean, just even on this podcast, so we've got you, Zandra, from a younger generation and Andy from an older generation. We call, we call us older generations chronologically superior folks. There's the, 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 the idea behind cultural, behind shaping a culture. Yeah. There we have different ideas because Andy grew up in a, in, in a, in, because I'm assuming his age, he's maybe a little older than we are, that grew up in a culture where we don't really care what you think, just do what you're told. And where the younger generations, they, oh no, that's what our culture is like. Generalization. Generalization. Yes, of course. And, and then the younger yeah. generation is like, we want to make an impact. We don't want to wait till we're in our 50s to make an impact. We want to make an impact now. And, and we want to belong now. And we want to teach you chronologically superior folks the things that we know along the lines that chronologically superior folks want to teach the younger generation. So there's, there's this going back and forth. So Andy, how do you deal with that? Because you guys are placing people that are going to direct culture and you're in higher education, which is known to be a little stodgy and slow moving for change. I know that's not categorically true, but eh, pretty close. How do you do that? And how do you create that atmosphere to help uh, ferment that 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 cultural the diversity between generations. That was a terrible, well, terrible uh, question. Let me Sorry. Uh, no no you were right on and let me uh, let me answer from the perspective of an older person chronologically okay. superior my and, friend and uh, a chronologically <laughs> superior person and uh, you know if um, if you want a good biblical text for this go to Ecclesiastes four thirteen better was a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who no longer knew how to take advice. You remember that one? Mm. Okay. Wow. Does that ever relate to what we're talking about right now? Because regardless of how old you are, when you get to the point 
that you're no longer taking advice, you're no longer listening, you're no longer learning, you're not engaged in, in truly uh, a, a continuous approach to learning in your life, then I don't care how old you are, uh, you're going to be irrelevant pretty soon. Right. And so, uh, you know, you can be 90, which is like two years older than I really am, and oh, still be brother. relevant if you're, if you're listening and if you're learning. And uh, it's been, Zondra and I are now engaged in uh, working together in three different searches. And it's been a delight for me to watch her and learn from her, uh, just, just as you are doing, Gemma and Martha, in this, uh, in this podcast today. Uh, so I think that's, that's, that's the trick. Uh, we, regardless of your age, we got to know how to take advice. And going back, just to add to that, going back to the belonging, it's knowing that we're more than just one factor, right? We're more than just our age. We're more than just that ethnicity piece. And so, you know, Jim, one of the things that you brought up was you grew up and like, get it done. Well, that's how I grew up too. You know, I grew up with a single mother and she was like, get it done. And so I think when we have all of those different elements, that's what makes us well-rounded people, right? And that's what makes us so impactful to be able to lead and be able to build these faith-based organizations that can impact the world. So I just want to make sure that we're definitely looking at what is the true wording of belonging and diversity and inclusion in order to make sure that we're all thriving. There's just no question that as Christ followers, those words should be at the center of what we do because Jesus included everybody. He, he, He didn't look at the different, I mean, he loved everybody. He didn't care about what the socioeconomic class they were from. He didn't care what the color of his skin was. He just loved people. And that was so important. Let's do a little commercial because I want to do a little commercial for Faith Search Partners. You guys work in different spots of expertise within Faith Search Partners, but I personally know Faith Search Partners. I have referred Faith Search Partners to business leaders that I have influence over because I know of the power of placing somebody who truly is a follower of Jesus at the top of an organization. Talk to me about what's the best referral for you guys, because Faith Search Partners has really made an impact across the country. Zandra, share, share what, what's, what's a good referral? What's the kind of case you want to work on? <laughs> so you don't want to ask me that question, because I'm probably very different from a lot of the leaders, but I like challenge cases. I like organizations that have either have this problem that they're trying to solve a very brand new position, or they have some gaps somewhere where they need us to come in and also assist them with some management consulting work um, and help them coach them throughout the process. So I like challenge types of projects. Of course, the easy ones where they have a solid board, they have, you know, $20 million (laughs) revenue budget and you know their team is way to go. I mean, those are easy cases. We love to have those. And of course we can match those, but I love the challenge. I love to be able to help people see the potential in where they are and how we can grow them from there. Cause I feel like those are things that can be testimonies for other organizations. Andy, what about you? Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I'm learning, uh, as a newbie uh, in this mm-hmm. field is the extent to which uh, technology now really does work for you in helping to recruit new people into your organization. And 
Faith Search Partners has an amazing research team. And, uh, you know, time was you had a vacancy, you, you know, you put it in a couple of trade publications and, you know, you kind of circulated the world around and then people responded or they didn't. Well, uh, what, what happens now in the search process is much more sophisticated and targeted uh, using, using lots of information. And so uh, I think that this is going to help our organizations to get better. And, uh, and I'm also like Zandra, I, I like a good challenge too. And, uh, and part of the process that we use uh, through the assessment that we provide for our clients is uh, to provide them with some almost consulting advice uh, about things that we hear from their stakeholders that they may or may not be aware of that can really help them in their organization and also in refining the search that is underway. When we come back, lots more. As we talked with Andy Westmoreland and Zandra Bishop from Faith Search Partners, hang on. You know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. Go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead, check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com and then be that kind of person and tell a friend. Hey, welcome back with Zandra Bishop and Andy Westmoreland, both of them from Faith Search Partners. If you're looking for a, a new leader within your organization or to replace a leader within your organization, whether you're a business, a church, or a, non, a Christian nonprofit. Higher education. Higher education. I meant to say that. I was getting there in a second. I'm just helping you out. <laughs> you need to check out faithsearchpartners.com. I personally endorse them because we have referred people to them and they do a great job. A great job. All right, Martha. So we're talking about leadership and, you know, we all want to lean in and hear a little bit about other leaders. So Zandra, let's start with you. What are a couple of core principles that guide you as a Christian leader? Yeah. So I would say the first one is really based off of a Bible verse, to be honest. Um, And maybe it's because I'm a female and maybe going picking on Jim a little bit, maybe because I'm consider quote unquote young, but at the same token, I would definitely say, you know, first Thessalonians 423, which just tells me I'm enough, you know, Mm. because Christ I'm enough. And with that, you know, one of my core principles is really just honing in and taking that time to understand who I want to be and who does God call me to be. And that's with that integrity. That's with that excellence. So that's kind of one of my number one. And then the second thing that I would say is really Proverbs 4.23, which is really focused on really guarding my heart. You know, sometimes we guard everything else, but we don't really guard our heart and making sure what I put in and also be very careful of what comes out (laughs) at times, but really being able to be humble. And that's what I'm saying is guarding my heart and having that gratitude is really, really core principle of me. Um, in order to be able to lead appropriately and see people the way I would like them to see me to a certain degree and, and ultimately the way God sees me. So Andy, what about you? What are a couple of core principles that guide you as a Christian leader? 
Well, the, the principles that I've talked with students about over the years tend to, tend to be two, uh, confidence and humility. And uh, Zandra began to address those in, in her comments as well. Um, I, uh, I used to speak only of humility uh, because uh, I don't really have a problem with the confidence part. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I do that pretty well. Uh, and so I guess I, I was preaching to myself over the years uh, about the, um, the, the value that comes from brokenness and, you know, an understanding, I mean, that you, you, you can't do it on your own and, you know, all, all of those things, that, that humility. And then I began to have conversations with, especially with students who had problems the other, the other way. Uh, they just, uh, they got the humility thing. Uh, it was just that they didn't have the confidence to get out of bed in the morning and do what God had called them to do. And so I began to understand that it is, um, that it is in, the, in the tension between those two, between confidence and humility and, and walking that line. And I think they're each essential. Uh, and so that's, that, that's, that's been it for me. I love that. It's, it's so good to just, yeah, I mean, the humility thing. I mean, we all need to be humiliated because that's what makes a great leader. That's just great ways. I mean, it's just so true. All right. So as we close out the podcast, here's the final question of the day. The Christian Leadership Alliance is a place where leaders come to invest the best of what they know in other leaders, whether those leaders are up and coming or those leaders are existing. Dr. Zandra Bishop, what is one thing you would love to just espouse on this audience to just share your wisdom with this audience as a leader? Yeah, lots. Um, but I would say the number one is I believe in like embracing that experimental mindset, which is it does not have to be cookie cutter. Try new things, jump in there, ask questions, discover fail, and enjoy the process. I mean, those are kind of the simple things of that mindset. And I think that so many times we don't, we're not trying to experiment because we want everything to be perfect. And we say we want to be innovative, but we still don't want to experiment. So that curious mindset, that experimental mindset, that is one of the things that we definitely have to embrace. So I'm curious how you've applied that in your position. Like, have you gone to companies and said, you know, think like, I don't know. You tell me. What does that look like when you've had those conversations with a client? Yeah. So I will say, you know, with many clients, they're very hesitant. They're like, what do you mean? That's not a part of our plan right now. You know, so it's it's kind of not, it's really that education piece, really helping understand that it's really small pieces of conversations that build, that can be built into your strategic plan. Um, but I would say, ultimately, as they're trusting you and they're having that relationship with you and you're showing proven ways that that can be embedded into everyday situations and it's not too much of an investment of a leader or a manager, then they're more um, susceptible to say, I'll try it out. And by them doing that and saying, OK, I'll try it out, that's already changing their mindset of having that experimental. Um, gauge. And knowing that even if, you know, we use the word failure, I really like to use the word of let's, we're reorienting the way we thought about things. 
Mm. We went out, we sought it. It did not go the way we originally planned it to go, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily failure. It's just another opportunity for us to pursue it in a different way. It's not wrong. It's different. Mm. Andy, what about you? When you look of investing the best of what you know in the leaders that are listening to this podcast today, what's one thing you'd love to share with them? I promise that Zondra and I did not coordinate this in any way, but but here it is. It's uh, it's a line that uh, that a mentor and pastor gave to me um, forty years ago, and he said, "Never structure your life so that if God chooses to change things, it will make you uncomfortable." And when the guy said it forty years ago, I had I had no idea how much impact that simple statement would have on me for so long, Mm -hmm. but it's true. And uh, we do need to be open to change in our lives and in our organizations. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Don't structure your life so that if God brings change, it doesn't cause you to be uncomfortable. Say it again. It will never structure your life so that if God chooses to change things, it will make you uncomfortable. Because God is going to change things. There's no God way, no way things. in 40 years, God didn't change things two, three, four, five, six times. I mean, yep. that's yep. that's good. We need to roll with the punches because, yeah, we serve a living God and he wants to be able to guide our steps into the right places. Wow, we could have, we could go on forever and ever and ever. But listen, audience, if you've ever thought about placing, you need help finding the next great leader. It doesn't have to be your top leader in your organization. It could be one of the top leaders in your organization. Base Search Partners could be your partner in this uh, solution, and you've just met two of their top-rung leaders that help people get placed in organizations. Thank you, Dr. Zandra Bishop and Dr. Andy Westmoreland for being yes. on the podcast today. Thank you, Jim thank and Mark. Thank it's you. Been, it's been a lot of fun. Zandra, thank you for keeping me on my toes. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number four, him dot com. <laughs>